Hey, I haven't done a show in a while about Sunday blues, so let's do one. <laughs> in case you're new to my program, I am Amy of intuitivecoachingwithamy.com. All right, overcoming Sunday blues. I want you to start to make joy and holding what is sacred a priority in your life. And one of the biggest drains can be Sunday blues. And um, post-pandemic, since we all have different ways of working now, even I, I was already a home-based business, but I, I sleep now in a different schedule. And it, it's, you know, pandemic just kind of shifted our perspective on time and flow. And so I don't think that's a bad thing at all. I think, it, matter of fact, it's evolution. But let's just say you got some blues about something somewhere around time. And Sunday blues is, in case you're not familiar with that, that statement, it's the discomfort you feel on Sunday. It usually kicks in about 4 p.m., which is, you know, on the last day of your weekend or whatever your weekend is. It's about 4 before you have to go, 4 p.m. before you have to go back to work. You start feeling this blue, low vibrational thing. Um, and um, many people take different approaches to it. They start to stress or they just feel down. So here is my suggestion for navigating Sunday blues or actually overcoming it. Cause I, you know, I don't think we have to feel it. I think it's, I think first, if you're feeling Sunday blues, let's start here. That's a sign. And just take a step back and say, what is this feeling trying to tell me? What is this feeling trying to tell me? Next, I would say do your chores and uh, housework, decluttering, laundry, food shopping on don't wait until Sunday. Do it on a different day, uh, maybe Wednesday or Thursday even. Uh, you can't get me to go to a big box store on the weekend. I just don't do it at all under no circumstances. Although a more sidebar story. It's my mother. Uh, I'll call her back. I, I was dating a man. <laughs> I've told you this story before. I was dating a man uh, in 2018 after my divorce who, you know, wanted to marry me. I have wife vibe, and but I wasn't ready to be a wife again. But he, we were talking along those lines. I even talked about it here on the show. If you go back to some of those shows, actually, beginning of 2019. And uh, one of the things he said to me, uh, like date four, was like he wanted someone he could go to Costco with on Saturday. And nothing against Costco. I think it's wonderful. I just don't want to go on a Saturday. And so I was like, oh, dude. Like in my heart, I was like, it's not going to work out. I am not that woman. Just the whole way I see my life and the life I've built for myself does not look that way. So I would say if you if say you are, you know, have a more traditional working schedule like this man. Uh, and so your weekends are your uh, quote unquote free time. Start shifting your perception to see more free time in other aspects of your life. And that can start to diffuse the Sunday blues. Because this will give you your entire weekend to relax, 
do your spiritual practice, play, binge watch a TV show, go for a walk, spend time with the people you enjoy, plan ahead for big projects, um, and then maybe budget a portion of your weekend for one of those big projects like taxes or cleaning out the garage, but not the whole weekend. Like really start to look at your time as valuable and sacred and a point of joy. And then you'll start to make different choices around your time. I think there's this perception that, oh, well, the weekend, I have a big chunk of time. Well, the weekend, I, I but I think that's just a kind of a false feel good. Your time is valuable no matter what. All of it is valuable. Every waking moment, whether you're at work or whether you're not working, it's all valuable and sacred. And so start looking at it as such. And I think that'll help to diffuse the Sunday blues because essentially Sunday blues can get into, you know, very much it could be you just don't like your job, but it could also just be a perception of time. Um, You're viewing time from the place of there not being enough of it. But any lax state only attracts more lax state. So I would encourage you to start seeing that you have an abundance of time. You can do whatever you want to do. So devote more of your weekend to doing tasks and activities you really enjoy. Reclaim your joy for your weekend. Savor as much of your downtime as you can. It's your weekend. If you don't honor it, who else will? If you have a side hustle that you do on the weekend, be sure to give yourself at least eight waking hours of fun and relaxation time. If it ain't fun, don't do it. You've heard me say that many times on this show. If it is not fun, if you don't love it, if it's not lighting you up, if it's not 100, don't do it. Now, in saying that, I recognize that that, that's a leap for most of us, including myself. But I think if you put that model in place for yourself, you set that as the standard. If it's not fun, I'm not going to do it. Then it can help you start to decide for those things that don't necessarily seem fun. You can start to decide how you want to approach it. It actually empowers you when you set the bar at, if I don't love it, if it's not fun, I don't do it. You'll start making different choices. It's like a permission slip to release commitments and obligations that don't serve you. If you are not super excited about it, don't do it. At one point in my life, though, there were commitments that served me well. And so, but we change. And so then you change with the times and you let go of those commitments and choose more aligned commitments, particularly the ones that light you up. So you might want to do, this is something I often do with with people when they come to me and they're ready for a transformation, is you start looking closely at your calendar and you make a commitment priority list and give your attention to the top five commitments on that list. And it could be, you know, maybe you want to, like for me, I know um, I'm going to another level of living and lifestyle. And I know on that commitment list, we'll be spending time with my husband. And so, well, I, I've always been like that. I just didn't have a husband to do it. I mean, we were together all the time. But um, 
yeah, like quality time with my husband. And so then that shifts my priorities. I don't think it really has to though all that much because it's already work. So it's, you know, as you really start to go to higher levels of living, you start to see where things already do work if you allow them to work. So if you're still at the place of figuring all of this out and you haven't, gosh, it's not a hierarchy here. It's just where you're at on your journey. It's all relevant. But if you're starting to really look at your commitments and say to yourself, oh, I like that. I don't like this. I like that. I don't like this. Then you can start getting a sense of what has what you've been distracting yourself with, doing out of obligation, um, some perceived um, idea about what people think of you. If you do this thing, you can start to clear those out. And I think that starts to clear out the Sunday blues. You can't live a fulfilled life based on the perspective of what you think other people will think. So as you start to make different choice, different choices around commitments, you'll start to feel more empowered. That's what I want to say to you. Your standard just gets higher. Like my, my set point around commitments is, is very different than ever in my life. But there was a time when this discussion about commitments, what I get to not do what I don't want to do. Yeah. You don't have to do anything you don't want to do. So start there and then set the bar at, if it ain't fun, don't do it. And then put life into categories. You, oh my God. It's one of the most empowering things you can do. Plan something fun for Monday. This will give you something to look forward to. This is a wonderful way to clear out Sunday blues is to, or, you know, maybe it's your Sunday is a Monday, right? So then plan something for that next day that's really fun. This can be as simple as saving your favorite TV show um, for, for Monday, uh, wearing your favorite outfit, making a plan with a friend, make Monday an extension of your weekend. So then you don't have to have a case of the Mondays. Who says? Make your Monday, reclaim your Monday. And here's the thing. What if you start feeling like work <laughs> is just an extension of your being, right? We still have to do it, right? We still have to do work. We have to make a living, whether you run a business or you work for a company. What if we just stop seeing work as this either or scenario that like if there's work and then there's my free time. What if we still respected the boundaries and the significance of work and we respected the boundaries of this and the significance of our downtime, but we stopped making them those boundary lines so messy? And I think this comes into you might need to start looking into doing more of what you love and creating a lifestyle that you love. And we there's no better time than right now to do it. We have the technology. We have the resources. Hell, we God even gave us a pandemic on some level so that we could do it. So start really thinking about your lifestyle. That's a bigger choice decision. So these are smaller suggestions and tweaks just so you can gain some clarity and then you can start making these choices. But of course, I'm going to present to you the bigger picture along with this. Okay, and then this one, try not to check your work email or take work home with you on the weekends. Give yourself as much time away from work as possible. 
find ways to miss your work like you would miss a lover. So you look forward to going back to work on Monday, if that is possible. But start playing with like reducing the time or reducing your perspective when you check your email. I check my email a lot because people can schedule things electronically. So it's my way of knowing what's going on is checking my email. Uh, and so, but I know that I can hold a perspective of holding my breath when I check my email or like, oh my God, is it like, you know, I can, I had a whole storyline every time I checked my email. It's like, girl, that storyline does not feel good. So now I just, I'm like, okay, just check it. I do. I check a lot. So I'm not saying don't check your email. You, you will never hear me say that. Mm. I'll, I'll, I'll amend that. Let's, let's strike the never. You will rarely, <laughs> for the duration of, of my, my life in this, this podcast, hear me say, oh, don't engage your technology. Don't take your phone. No, because it is a part of our lives. We live in a very digital age now. Um, I was watching, I was watching something that was like pre-smartphone an older TV show now, isn't that so crazy? It's like a show in 2011 is like, feels so old, but, and I was like, Oh wow. Their life is a lot different when you don't have instant access to information all the time in the palm of your hand, but that's the way we're going. And so find a healthy way of relating to that. And don't, I mean, I'm hearing people say things like I am addicted to my phone. Chances are you're probably addicted to other things too, but I, I just don't think that. Like, did we say that before when it was a landline? We were like, I'm addicted to the landline. No, I talked to my, when I was a kid, I talked to my friends all the time. So uh, you're rarely going to hear me say on this show, like, don't check your email. Don't take your phone in the bathroom with you. No, do the fuck you want to do. If it makes you feel good. But check your perspective. If you're looking at it and it's making you feel bad, then make a different choice. But that's just a shift within you. It has nothing to do with the phone. It has nothing to do with technology. Yeah. So, um, where, 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 oh, checking work email. Yeah. So um, I think for type A's, type A's uh, who might have a little bit of low self-esteem, um, uh, they, they might find a false sense of empowerment in saying they're completely on top of work all the time, you know, or working all the time. Yeah. It's, it's, you can work all the time and be empowered, but you can also work on all the time and be disempowered. I want you to make the empowered choice. So it's no right or wrong. It's just, how do you really feel? what's underneath the behavior. Then tune into your feelings. When you start to, to acknowledge Sunday blues, tune into your feelings. Is it time to change? Uh, sometimes Sunday blues is a holy sign from the universe that it's time to move on or make some changes in a way you're approaching your job. Understanding why you feel the way you do offers you great insight and inspiration. So don't negatively judge your blues. Just ask yourself, why do I feel this way? So take a step back. Why do I feel this way? Um, does your mindset need to be re reprogrammed? Your your Sunday blues could simply be a learned behavior. Maybe you saw your parents do it. 
now more than ever, I'm like, oh, shit, I'm a hella conscious person. I still did it that way because I grew up seeing it that way. That programming is real and it is strong. So maybe you've always felt bummed on Sunday as a kid. And now that has become your automatic response in your adult life. Maybe you start doing it in high school. Um, you start feeling bummed on Sundays because you were maybe in too many activities or something. Um, and so now as a grown up, you've taken that way of being into your adult life. Just play with it, explore it. Again, ask yourself, why do I feel this way? Trust your intuitive sensing, um, but find an answer. You don't have to be in Sunday blues. So um, explore it. Just explore it and then make a different choice. Don't just explore it and be like, okay, Amy, if we did have this conversation, be like, I know it was a childhood issue. Okay, cool. We know where it came from. Now make a different choice. It's not real. Based on something from the past, you can make a different choice. Get organized. That's another way to heal Sunday blues. Hmm. Here's my thought around this. Get organized in the way that feels right and true to you. What organization looks like to me may not look the same way for you. So um, whatever your definition of disorganization may be, may be why your Sunday isn't going so well. So having to get up and rush around searching for things and attempt to get out the door on Monday or get started or do the thing you know you need to do can easily make you feel down and resentful. So just get organized to the degree to which you need to be organized. That's it. What makes sense to you? Explore ways to simplify your routines. Um, find ways to, to put things in an order that makes sense. You, maybe you need to lay out your clothes or prepare your food or, um, you know, I, I, I knew I had, I had to do all these shows. And so I pre-made my meals because I knew I would, it would, could be a very easy excuse for me to, you know, I'm going to go cook something or order something. And then of course I'll need a nap after that. I even built the nap into the schedule. So take, start honoring who you are and create routines that support who you are. And I think that'll start to clear the Sunday blues. And then one more time, look at lifestyle. Are you happy with your commute? If you have to commute, are you happy with your home? Are you happy with your health and well-being, your social life, your romantic relationship, your job description, your food choices, your responsibilities, your hobbies. Take the time to examine if you're allowing yourself to have what you really want in terms of lifestyle. Maybe you've fallen into a routine that never worked for you in the first place. Are you willing to make a change? Again, the Sunday blues may just be a sign. It may just be a sign. So what I say with every sign Take a step back and ask yourself, what is this sign wanting me to do? What is this sign wanting me to do? And I love to tell the story that, you know, there was such a shit I didn't know, right? So when I, I grew up in Los Angeles and um, everybody knows Los Angeles for its traffic. And when I graduated from college and I, I went to school, in Los Angeles at USC. And 
I entered into professional life, I just thought that that meant long commutes. And so I didn't realize how I was kind of self-sabotaging myself the first couple of years because I don't don't like commutes, but I didn't know another way. Like I hadn't been exposed to someone that works from home. I don't even know how much of that was a thing, right? So I never considered that I could actually live close to work. But no one told me that. Like everybody had a commute. Maybe in, you know, as like by the time I was almost nearly adult, my mom had a job where she was closer, but everybody had these very long commutes. And so, and to me, long is if I have to sit in traffic for more than 10 minutes, then that's a long commute. But even longer than that was typically what I've kept finding myself in and I wouldn't like the job and I would quit the job and it was this whole big thing. And then finally somebody said something about why don't you get a job close to your home or get a home close to your job? And that changed everything for me. And then from there, this is next level. I was working with a woman who said, I walk to work. And this was in LA. Like people don't fucking walk in LA. So there was like, what? walking to work that sounds amazing I love walking it's one of my I don't even think of it as exercise it's almost meditative it's a spiritual practice if you will and so I was like what and so then I figured out like urban environments work best for that type of thing like where things are closer together so I was like oh cool that's what I'm gonna do and so then when I moved to San Francisco it all made sense then because I was living in an urban environment. I walked, um, I didn't walk to work. I, I took the bus because I'm just slower in the mornings. And then I walked home though. And it changed my whole life. I was, I was just a happier, more stable human. And then, then I heard somebody say, I was at a cocktail party and they were talking about, it, it was a, a coworker of mine. We worked for a small staffing firm but his wife worked for a really big corporation and so most of the people at the party were employees of a big corporation somebody was like oh well best buy employees work from home best buy corporate i don't know if this is still the case but i was like what work from home what is that and then that became my whole focus and then you throw in some self-employment and here you are so so I, what i'm saying to you about this sunday blues be willing to expand your consciousness what if there is better for you that you're just not aware of and this sunday blues feeling is a sign to go and be open to a new way of of being and the best way i could say to approach this because i didn't you know this was just acknowledging things weren't working for me and I always prayed about things like I I've been a prayer my whole life so of course these signs and symbols would start to show up in my life that would point me in the direction of of you know the life I'm living today pray about it just start praying about it and say god I don't know what this sunday blues thing is trying to inform me of or direct me in this is where you have to take a beginner's mind approach. Don't act like you know. Um, 
oh, I just need to do this better. What if, what if you are doing your best given the situation, but there's just a better situation for you where you can be better, right? <laughs> and so pray about it and say, be open to something you've never considered before, right? Yeah, life gets easier when you open yourself up to newer ways of being, but sometimes you got to get clear about what's not working. And Sunday blues can be a sign of something that's not working. All right, that's my show. Um, I, I, you know, it's so interesting. I, I, I mean, I, hmm. No, I don't get Sunday blues. This is the way, I, if you're interested in, I know some people are interested in these things, and I would be interested if, if I were listening to me. So I do take two full days a week off, whether I want to acknowledge it or not, um, and whether I'm being soulful about it. If I'm being soulful about it, I'm like, girl, you're off. Just quit. You're done. Uh, or I could spend the whole day like chilling like it's a day off and then telling myself like, hey, maybe go work on that thing. Maybe go work on that thing. Maybe go work on that thing. That's not healthy. I, I would not recommend that. But I do take two full days off a week. Um, I, I work in terms of like sessions and, um, only Monday through Thursday. And in theory, um, Friday is supposed to be an off day, but what I use it now is a flex day and how that works is say I'm writing something on a Tuesday cause I don't have any appointments. Then I'll open up my Friday so I can take appointments or say I was really busy on Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday, then I need to catch up on Friday. I will. But generally, that will require that I take some day off. Or, I, you know, I can do kind of a half-day scenario, too, um, where it's just like a series of half days. I don't start work till this time. Yeah. I, I, you know, it's not really time-based It's anymore. It's more like, what do I, what needs to get done? Let's get it done. And, and so if that requires that I do some 12-hour days, I don't care, right? Because if I'm tired, I sleep. You know, if I'm, if I'm hungry, I eat. If I need a break, I take a break. I'm very conscious of that because I don't think any of this is worth my well-being and my health, you know? So... I, I don't get the Sunday blues. I think the few, like, like over the last, like, I'd say six months, I had a couple of, of Sundays where I was like, ah, oh, Monday. I was like, girl, what's going on there? <laughs> like, I look, I was on it. Like, and then I realized I was, I was trying to, I had fallen back into thinking, like, I do think the corporate structure has created a mindset for all of us that probably serves that structure beautifully. But if you're not in that structure, it can be detrimental. And so I, I just kind of slipped back into, even though I work for myself, I've been working for myself for a long time, I, I started to organize, I was organizing my life like I, okay, I got to prep my food and I've got to get the laundry done. And I'm like, girl, you can do laundry anytime you want. But if I do have something to do when I'm like, hey, Amy, you've got to get this done then I, I will kind of build 
some structures in place to support that period of time. But it's not this overarching thing that I am required to do. And if I did, I would hate it anyway. Like, it's just not my personality. So what I had done, the reason why I was feeling Sunday blues was I had just slipped into um, somebody else's personality. <laughs> I was playing at success instead of finding my own definition of success. And then once I caught it, it was like, uh, uh-uh, no, we don't do that. That's not for us. Sunday blues is not for me. And, and so, it, and it really was that I was like, I was, I had started, I'll tell you what it was. I had started Weight Watchers and, you know, you watch a lot of videos on Weight Watchers and I know they try to make it like really accessible to the average human with an average life. Right. And they don't consider that there's a lot of different lifestyles. And so, you know, I think that's why they really emphasize food prep to make like your life is busy. So I'm like, well, you know, my perspective is my life is only as busy as I allow it to be. Right. And I really do strive to fill my life with things I enjoy. So but I get the wisdom behind it. The essence of it is, hey, be prepared before you get really hungry. And so I was watching all these Weight Watcher videos of people with not a job like mine, right? And so, and not a lifestyle like mine and not a mindset like mine, right? And it was this very, with all due respect to them, it seemed very cookie cutter. And and so my mind immediately associated, right? That wounded part of me immediately made myself wrong. And I was like, oh my God, I've got to prep all this food and I've, I've got to store it in the freezer. A, I don't even like shit that's frozen. But, <laughs> but I was like made up, I gotta, oh my God, I gotta, I gotta do, you know, and I was working on something. So I was taking, I was using a bit of my Sunday to work. I knew I would take off the time at a, at a later point, but, um, so I was working on something and then trying to prep food and I started to have the Sunday blues and that was just me not acknowledging that I built a life where Sunday blues is never an option. <laughs> and once I did, I felt it. I was like, Ooh, girl, stop. And, and and then I realized like, Hey, this is just a program. And these are just people sharing their stories. I get to do it the way I want to do it. And then everything changed from there. It all got much easier. I just went back to eating the way I did just in a Weight Watcher portioned out way. So nothing really changed. And then I was moving in the direction of my weight loss goal. Like I, but I had to stop it and say, Hey, you're just looking at the surface of this. This is just suggestions. You have to integrate this information into your actual life. What will work for Amy? Right? Yeah. So I think what happens is people see they'll go through my same scenario and then they'll decide that, oh, that program doesn't work. That thing doesn't work. But those are just suggestions. You have to integrate anything into your life, your personality, your way of doing things. And that's your divine responsibility. All right. So that's my thoughts on Sunday blues. You don't have to feel it. And if you make some shifts, I think it'll give you some clarity to uncover what's really going on there. If there is something going on there. And, um, and then if you discover that there is, and there is a change, a bigger lifestyle change that needs to be made, then be willing to make it and know you're going to be great on the other side. All right. I'm Amy of intuitive coaching with Amy. Would you like some intuitive insight 
and to develop your own plan for mastering your life, then consider my services. Book an intuitive coaching session. Um, it can offer you some relief and, and some um, motivation to get you going. And then you can also consider my Elevate Intuitive Coaching Package and my Massive Result Intuitive Coaching Package. All right, my loves, take care of yourself. Thank you for listening. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.